Missouri flips a running back from Ole Miss at the last possible second, plus maybe some even more impressive names in the transfer portal coming Missouri's way, and a disappointing loss for Missouri basketball. Let's talk about all of it and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on and use code locked on for a first deposit match up to $100 daily of fantasy sports made easy. And well, I guess the I guess life gets a lot easier when you start winning double digit ball games in a season. Certainly, that's been the case for Missouri so far in recruiting in football, both in the transfer portal and in the high school ranks. As Missouri flipped running back Kawan Lacey from the state of Texas, basically he was assumed to be an Ole Miss guy for a few days now, at least. But at the seventy second hour, as it were. He chooses Missouri at the last second. He says, quote, I feel like I can be a game changer for the Tigers immediately and make my mark. And well, considering how little true freshman running backs and just inexperienced running backs in general have played for Missouri under Eli Drinkwitz, you might be thinking, well, that's impossible. Nobody ever plays other than the one main running back. It's going to be the Marcus Carroll show next season, the Georgia State transfer portal candidate who rushed for 1,300 yards last season, just transferred to Missouri. I think most of us assume Marcus Carroll will take the ball, but it's not exactly, it wouldn't exactly be the most shocking thing in the history of college football if a true freshman running back actually did make an impact at the SEC level. It can happen. It's not a usual thing, but easier than some other positions in some ways. Certainly, if you're not counting on a true freshman for pass protection, you're just counting on him to run fast in a straight line, well, quite possibly he can pull that one off. But at the same time, really Missouri's outside zone heavy run blocking scheme, not necessarily the easiest thing to pick up for a young player. So a great addition for the Missouri Tigers class, without a doubt. And another factor here, Missouri's also been rather fortunate the last few years at at injury-wise at the running back position as well not only fortunate but also of course Cody Schrader Tyler Beatty Larry Roundtree all deserve a ton of credit for being as durable as they are as players as well too they all work on their bodies and are tough guys no doubt about that too the point is you just can't necessarily count on having the type of health and production from just one guy that Missouri has had at running back here over the last three or four seasons or so But you know what? There's a lot of news outside of just the high school ranks to, of course, the transfer portal alive and well. And yeah, this is the new world of college football. It's de facto free agency for basically everyone at all times. And the biggest name out there, mentioned him on my previous show, Caden Green, now the former Oklahoma Sooner. Looks like it's going to be between Missouri and Oregon where that young man visited this past weekend, both institutions 
substitutions reportedly. Green, of course, a, a offensive lineman, played left guard mostly at Oklahoma. I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but I'm going to assume that Missouri would probably be recruiting Caden Green to play left tackle, and maybe that's one of the reasons why he entered the transfer portal. We'd just have to ask him, of course. But again, I, assuming Javon Foster is certainly gone after the Cotton Bowl and Missouri's going to need a left tackle, I, I just think Caden Green would fit in there perfectly back in his old position that he played in high school. So that's certainly a really interesting name to watch. There's also a bunch of linebackers that Missouri is after as well. Chad Bailey is going to be graduating. He, he's played his final game in a Missouri uniform. Unfortunately, he's out for the season with an injury. But of course, Tyron Hopper is mostly assumed to be moving on from Mizzou this season as well. So Missouri looking at a couple guys, some real big names, in fact, former highly recruited guys in high school, including Darius Smith, who is reportedly in the portal, a former five-star linebacker out of out of high school, was Darius Smith, played sparingly this season for the Bulldogs, so it sounds like he's looking for a little bit more action. Kind of the same deal with Corey Flagg from the University of Miami and, of course, a bunch of other names out there in the portal that we may not even be aware of as well. But certainly Missouri is looking at offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and no question, probably a, probably a linebacker and maybe even another running back as well. But I think Caden Green, again, remains literally and figuratively maybe the biggest name out there for, in the portal and the biggest one to watch for Missouri. And speaking of the offensive line, Missouri doing some damage in the high school ranks as well as Caleb Pyfrom, P-Y-F-R-O-M, just just guessing here on that pronunciation. i got to be completely honest with you there. But he's from Omaha Central, offensive lineman of the 24 class, three-star kid, visited Missouri during the LSU and the Tennessee games. He says, quote, their offensive line play has drastically improved, and they have been able to run all over the SEC. Also, they have been nominated to the Joe Moore semifinalist as one of the best units in the nation, which is really impressive. And I thought it was most notable, really, that Missouri seemed to be his only SEC offer. He held offers from a lot of Big 12 schools and Big 10 schools, notably Penn State, Kansas State, Iowa, even the Kansas Jayhawks offered him as well, but Again, apparently only the only SEC offered there really held a lot of weight, even more than the home state Nebraska Cornhuskers as well. So to me, that's just the most notable part of this is, as usual, it just seems like the SEC lure is a real thing for a lot of these guys, especially if maybe you grew up in, in Big Ten country and you grow up hearing about you know, just the, the stereotypes of SEC and Big Ten football, quite honestly, for as much as the Big Ten is no, in terms of dollars and cents, maybe even ahead of the SEC right now. I think you could argue they have a better television contract at the moment. They're in a better position, quite honestly. Not that the SEC is in a bad position by any stretch of the imagination. There's a little bit more unknown 
uh, for that conference at the moment, I would say. But the point is, I think Missouri just shows once again is in a great position here now that the Tigers, hopefully their winning ways are, are going to continue into 2024 here. And again, that momentum's a real thing, no doubt about that. I'm certainly not the only one who's talked about this, but Missouri just is kind of a, a lot of different factors are, are really coming together to make the Tigers a, a much bigger player than I think in a much bigger way than I think a lot of us could have imagined even two or three years ago. I, I just don't think I don't think we even could have imagined how really beneficial the transfer portal would be for teams like Missouri who are just on who are not blue bloods, obviously, but they aren't you know, they're not Syracuse either. And, and no, nothing against Syracuse. Obviously the the alma mater of Jim Brown, for instance. They've got some pretty impressive history in their own right, but the reality is when you look at Kyle McCord, the Ohio State quarterback, who is now transferring to Syracuse, well, I'm sorry, that is a that is a transfer down. It's not as though he's going to Missouri or Ole Miss or Arkansas or something. You know, anywhere from Ohio State is basically going to be a transfer down. So to me, that actually gets me to another point, which is that the Missouri and Ohio State game, the Cotton Bowl, yeah, we're talking so much about the portal and recruiting now lately. It almost seems like this game has been forgotten a little bit in the discussions the last few weeks here. But not to me, because I've been thinking about this game quite a bit. And since Kyle McCord, again, is moving on, a lot of the line movement for this Missouri and Ohio State game has been based on this quarterback situation. Well, i got to say, the more I've looked at the entire picture, I think maybe that line movement has gotten a little bit dramatic at this point. So I want to talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. But first, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And recently, when well, actually when the Cotton Bowl line first came out and Ohio State was favored by six and a half, I definitely thought that was way too high. I thought, oh, well, I'm expecting Missouri to be a lot more motivated in this game than the Buckeyes. And so far, just based on the amount of people that have opted out of this game and important players like, again, 
Ohio State starting quarterback for the season, Kyle McCord, choosing to enter the transfer portal. Well, the line should have moved for sure in Missouri's favor toward Missouri. But at this point, I got to be honest, the more you look at it, the longer this has played out here. A lot of my assumptions that Missouri should be favored was based on Marvin Harrison Jr. not playing in this ball game. Well, as of now, that's looking like a little bit more of a tenuous assumption because, well, as of now, it looks like Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to play in that football game. Now, of course, as we saw a couple years ago, for example, among many others, when Tyler Beatty opted out of the Missouri Bowl game, kind of at the last second, the last couple days or whatever it might be. So you never know. The week of the game, Harrison Jr. and his people could decide, eh, let's maybe sit this one out. But in my opinion, if Harrison Jr. is going to play in this game, I think that line, Missouri by two and a half, is probably a little bit too high. I think, if anything, this game should be about a pick em, something like that. Maybe even Ohio State is a slight favorite because despite all of the motivation and everything else, the Buckeyes were an excellent team this year. And, and on paper, in many ways, were better than Missouri. I, I still think Missouri can absolutely win this game. I'm just talking more about value at this point. I think the value is has all been sucked out of the Missouri side at this point. If you're betting Missouri minus two and a half, I just don't think you should do that. You should have you should have had it down when Missouri was getting points. And if if you miss that opportunity, it happens. It happens to the best of us. We miss opportunities all the time. It's not a big deal. Just live to fight another day, in my opinion, in terms of value if you're betting over at FanDuel Sportsbook, of course. But again, I just don't think that also Kyle McCord, again, let's be honest, he's still a Power 5 quarterback at Syracuse. That's an ACC school. But there's nobody who can tell me with an honest face that going from Ohio State to Syracuse is not a step backwards. So something was not right there. Apparently, Kyle McCord was not overly confident in his own abilities to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State next year because otherwise – why would he have left? That frankly makes no sense if he transfers with, with a starting job at that university. So what does that tell you? It tells you that maybe the, the guy who's backing him up may not be that different. And in fact, Devin Brown and Kyle McCord had a quarterback competition and a camp battle that did end up spilling into the regular season. So perhaps Devin Brown or maybe even Lincoln Kineholes, another guy who's been getting more snaps during the bowl practices for the Buckeyes. Heck, maybe both of them will play. You never know. And if both quarterbacks are going to play, well, you know what? Then maybe I'll stick with I'll stick with Missouri at minus two and a half because I do believe in the old cliche that if you have two quarterbacks, you really don't have one. But if, if, if Ohio State's going to go out there, go with Devin Brown, for instance, or, or the, or the Kineholtz kid, Lincoln Kineholtz, Either way, they pick a guy, he knows he's getting all the reps, he gets a full a full week plus of practice with the first teamers. You know, Ohio State doesn't give out quarterback scholarships to quarterbacks for no reason. Let's put it that way. I mean, if Sam Horn were to start this game for Missouri, obviously you wouldn't like the Tigers as much, but you wouldn't go, well, they can't possibly win. Because Sam Horn is obviously a talented guy. Same thing at Ohio State. They're going to have somebody out there 
who was a really, really highly thought of recruit as a high schooler and, and without even looking up Devin Brown's high school numbers here off the top of my head, I can promise you that that's the case at Ohio State. So, in fact, let's do it really quick. Where was he? 24-7, Devin Brown. Yes, he was a top 100 national prospect, 97th overall, four-star player. So, actually, very, very similar to, to Sam Horn in terms of their high school ranking. So, I'm sure he was a guy that all the Ohio State fans were excited about when they signed him. So, let's see what he's got. Maybe it'll look more like the Florida State kid who couldn't really get anything done or maybe this guy will show something. But again, just in terms of value, I think you got to stay off the Missouri side at this point. And since we're on the topic of quarterbacks entering the transfer portal, Jabari Johnson, Missouri's fourth-string quarterback for this past season, has entered the transfer portal. Another very talented guy, to be sure. Not the biggest guy in the world, like five foot ten, I would say. And he was from the Tacoma, Washington area. Four stars by by some outlets. A good scrambler, but you know. He was clearly fourth on the depth chart. It appears Sam Horn is going to be coming back. Obviously, Brady Cook is your entrenched starter for 2024. And if Sam Horn isn't going anywhere, that would tell me he probably plans on hanging around till 2025 and competing for that starting job as well. So, And with, with Jake Garcia, I, presumably coming back next year as well from Missouri, just wasn't a real path to playing time for Jabari Johnson. So a bit of a disappointing development, certainly just another sign of a trend too. Back in the day, certainly quarterbacks would be much more likely to transfer than in any other position because of the nature of the quarterback position. But for him to just do it after one season, after a, a true freshman redshirt season, is a little bit unusual, though probably not very unusual in this modern day and age. I think that's going to be kind of the modus operandi with a lot of these guys moving forward. But apparently Oregon State is a rumored destination for Jabari Johnson. Certainly that'd be a lot closer to home for him. So whatever happens, obviously good luck to him in the future. Be interested to see how his career plays out and if he ends up being a starter anywhere at a, at a decently high level. And you know what? Let's finally talk some basketball. Obviously a disappointing loss for Missouri last night. And really on paper, losing to Seton Hall on a neutral court 93-87 not a terrible loss, but man, I just really kind of hated how the Tigers ultimately got there. So I want to explain why I hated it coming up right after these quick words. Perhaps I was just expecting too much because in retrospect, that's a really tough spot for Missouri sandwiched between the Kansas game and the Bragging Rights game in St. Louis. I don't know, I guess just 7,000 people in a, in a fairly cavernous T-Mobile arena in KC just not quite getting the juices flowing for the Tigers last night because the effort just wasn't there, in my opinion. I, I was just disappointed that we didn't play harder because that was an important spot for the Tigers. Now they're staring a three-game losing streak right in the face before a, a Central Arkansas tune-up before SEC play. Not a lot of easy games left in this in this in this schedule for Missouri and at this point 
it's disappointing that Dennis Gates is still trying to figure out a lineup that he likes because we still at this point we're we're well into the season now it still feels like he's throwing stuff against a wall and seeing what sticks at times Connor Vanover will be an important part of the team for a stretch and then he won't play hardly at all in the second half and then Mabor Majak will mysteriously appear for reasons unknown and then suddenly for by the way a second game I would say along with the Minnesota comeback I think Missouri showed a lot more energy and, and better better defense in particular and offense, just more versatility in general when Trent Pierce got into the ball game. I think you'd say say the same thing about Aiden Shaw as well. Those two together seem to complement each other well and defensively suddenly were really long and quick with both of those guys in the game at the same time. And Frankly, we need some more offense from that spot as well, from the four spot right now. Noah Carter just not been on his game lately for whatever reason. Hopefully it's just a cold stretch. But to me at this point, I just think I've seen enough from Trent Pierce. I don't know if it all shows up statistically, but just based on the eye test, my own personal scouting, I just feel like he's got to get more action and be a regular part of this rotation moving forward. And again, I for whatever reason, Dennis Gates just cannot seem to figure out what lineup he wants to play with. I, I think he's got to find a way to to just shorten it down for sure. But regardless, the most disappointing thing to me is, again, if, if we're going to play that many guys and the theory is, oh, we're just going to play really, really hard for long stretches of basketball, guys can just play for four or five minutes and just go balls to the walls. Well, I didn't see any balls being put on the walls yesterday for a lot of that game. Not until Missouri got down 15-plus points, then all of a sudden there was a sense of urgency. Well, again, if if those guys aren't going to play particularly hard or with a sense of urgency, then just play the best seven or eight guys then. This sort of playing 11, 12, 13 guys thing, you know, I can get a, I can get down with it in November. It's now December 18th. We're almost to bragging rights now. It's almost SEC time. It's time to figure out who the heck we are. And at a certain point, I think Missouri should have figured out by now that they've got to rely more on defense, one way or the other, they've got to have rim protection in there, whether that's Connor Vanover or it's Jordan Butler or Aiden Shaw. It's got to be one of those three guys, I think, at all times. And by the way, you put Trent Pierce in there with those guys as well. Suddenly, you're just a lot more long and athletic and rangy, not only better offensively, possibly, you know, we'll have to see. Pierce needs to be more consistent offensively at this point, but he definitely offers more defensive upside, I think, than Noah Carter at this point. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Not to not to pick on Carter. That's not the point. The point is Pierce has got to play more. I just think he's earned it. That, that's my opinion. Regardless, I just thought the defense for Missouri was almost embarrassing at one point in the first half. It was like a layup drill at a certain point. You know, Missouri really misses Caleb Grill right now. I think the timing of his injury was just couldn't have been worse, honestly. He was just starting to get his confidence back with his shot, and everything else was already at a good level. The rebounding, the hustle, 
the defense, and obviously we missed his shooting and just the basic parts of his game. I think the energy from Grill is what we really missed yesterday more than anything. I think we needed somebody to be diving on the ground and possibly getting under the skin of the opposition a little bit here and there because, I don't know, we just looked, everybody on the team just looked like they were just kind of, you know, going through a basic pickup game yesterday when what we really needed was, hey, this is a game that we need to win for our NCAA tournament chances, and that was really an opportunity that I thought the Tigers let slip through their fingers. So a disappointing outcome for Missouri, but you know what? A lot of excitement off the court for the basketball team and, of course, the football team as well, and I'm certainly not giving up on this basketball team by any stretch of the imagination, I certainly was hoping we'd be further along than this at this point in the season, however. But, hey, get get some of the younger, more athletic guys out there a little more. I'm actually with Gabe DeArmond on that take. A little bit more Jordan Butler, a little more Trent Pierce, a little more Anthony Robinson, too. And I think that'll hopefully go a long way for the Tigers. But again, cut down the rotation, Dennis. It's time, one way or the other. So... Until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks as always for listening to Locked on Mizzou.